All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Can you see it? Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments notice. Adam's You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. As always on Fridays, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic, on all platforms. What do they call that up there in the mountain? Is that um, the Frosted Tips? I don't there? think that's what they call it. The frosted tips. It's a. I like that look. I believe that's called snow. Oh. Uh, free shipping, okay. uh, Canada wide on any order over fifty dollars over at Zephyr Epic. From how would it not be called <laughs> frosted tips? Well, the tips of the mountains are frosted with snow. You could call it that. Those are frosted tips. The old frosted tips. They got uh they got retired in Did the nineties. You, you never had frosted. Oh tips, yeah, right? dude. I had frosted tips. Do dude, we have my, photos of that? Yeah, of course. My mom was a was a hairdresser. She owned a, a barber shop when I was a kid. Could we share my that? first job? I was sweeping hair, and getting paid a two dollars an hour, plus tips. 
That's where I made all my money. And then I'd go buy Pokemon cards right across the road there. They had the, the sports card alley. Still running as far as I know in Nanaimo. Somebody let me know in the chat. Is sports card alley still open right there by the landlubber? Good folks over there. You know, I bought um, I bought about 300 Canucks cards like five years ago. Guy mm-hmm. gave it to me for like 20 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, remember? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you've yeah, seen yeah. the box? Yes. There's some Matias Olin cards in there. There's a lot in there. A bunch of fun stuff. People are already in the chat. What's the, what the hell's quads doing here? Yes. So on Wednesday, I had to miss the show. So Harmon filled in for me on Wednesday. And we don't pay Harmon to come in more than once a week. We, well, we we could. Well, no, we couldn't actually. <laughs> no, we couldn't. No, we, we could um, not afford that. So I'm I'm here on a Friday, which I'm I'm not too upset about. I am missing the Padres Mariners game, which yeah, I was watching right up until that. we started. Um, also, those are called snow caps, by the way. Mm, frosted tips. Okay. Um, but if I lean my head the right way, frosted tips. Corey Anderson jumped in the chat and said, "Sadly, I spent a few of my years with those frosted tips. It was a dark time." And Lisa, it was a good out, look for a little bit. Lisa pointing out that I'm wearing my Mariners hat. Uh, Seattle Mariners, San Diego Padres. Right. In and I watched the first three Where's innings. Lisa? Look, I got, I'm ready to go for baseball season right here. Yeah. I got my, my Toronto Blue With Jays. With your Blue Jays, who definitely got better in the offseason. Listen, man. And Tiedemann's coming. Aren't going to get swept in the first round. Ricky Tiedemann's coming. Watch you for realize, him. You realize, and look, I like the Jays. Like, I'll watch them. Like, He's I, on the I mound love, yesterday. I've said this so many times. I love baseball. I'll watch any team play. And yeah, like, I'll root for the Jays if they're in the playoffs. But you realize you're, you're hitching yourself to a Toronto sports organization, right? Canadians, only Canadian team. So if the Leafs were the only Canadian team, would you not cheer for the Seattle Kraken? You would go Leafs? If I was born into it like that? I'd think about it. If as Sportsnet makes you believe that the okay, Leafs are the an, only team in Canada. Here's another hypothetical for you. Say they like brought all the best athletes in the world together every four years and made them play this game of hockey, and they played against like countries. They were separated in the countries. Who'd you be vote? Who'd you be cheering for? You just described the Olympics. Damn right. And what are you cheering for? USA? Is that who you're going for? At the what Olympics? are you talking about? That's who I'm going. I'm going with Canada. If there's only one Canadian team. Team Canada, I'm going for them. How many Canadian players are on the Leafs? Couldn't tell you. Doesn't matter. I'm saying if there's only one availability and one of them's Canada, I'm taking that team. Who am I cheering for in the World Cup? Canada. Because it's the country itself. That's what I'm saying. And the country itself, if it's only got one team in the... I get it. No, I get it. I'm doing a bit, but I do get it. I know. I get it. Here's the other thing, though. The NBA, like I like the Raptors because the We the North thing was cool. And with the Blue Jays, they're on TV, so it's. I'm sorry, but like, whoever's right, on TV right. is the one I'm going to follow. Yep. When I was a kid, and that's exactly what they Seattle. want you to do. No, exactly. but when I was a kid, uh, back in the day, uh, "Don't Walk Away, Eileen" was the commercial they uh, with Edgar Martinez and uh, John yes. Olerud, and like that because that was what was on here in the Pacific. You watched Mariners games. Yep, Sportsnet Pacific back when they actually did stuff for uh, the West Coast. Exactly, that's what I was saying. So that's that's what I'm saying is you know, I, and obviously I buy MLB TV so I can watch yep. all these games, but. Dude, there's some really good baseball around the league, mm. and I just, anyways, I don't, I don't hitch myself to one team. I got a couple things here before we get going. Alex Allard, did you talk about him yet? I actually didn't introduce either of us. Uh, Men who built the place: Chris Faber, technical producer Alex Allard. My name's David Quadrelli. Get your mic ready, Alex. I got to say this: Alex Allard, our producer. I looked back through all the tape. I watched uh, every episode on Times Five last night. Alex Allard's best show yesterday. Our producer, Alex. Alex, get in here. Alex, your best show yesterday. You snuck in a quad sleeper cam. You had a Lucas Forcell interesting uh, stat that you snuck in there. And you had the Linus Carlson argument, including this AHLers contract status and including the age in the conversation. Alex Lard, player of the week yesterday. Good show. What do you have to say for yourself, Alex? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I thought some of those shows where I interrupted, but some weird, uh, weird, obscure Ottawa Senator stat or something was. Those were pretty good. I mean, those... yeah, I was going to give like an award. She's like, I'd like to thank my wife. I'd like to thank God. <laughs> I was like, if Alex keeps, if Alex goes on for over thirty seconds, he's getting already partied out of the like the, the Oscars music. Okay. So I like the improved. I, I would rather Alex bring up stats about AHLers from our organization than the, the Ottawa Senators trade tree or something. Because we can name about two in the Ottawa organization. No, okay. I'm just saying he had a good show. And here's the other thing I remembered, too. We're going to get to this guy in a little bit. As you can see, second thing on the ticker there, Alex did a great job down there. Clutch Manko. 
quads. I, I had the thought. I, I forgot to mention my teammates, of course. I can't do it. Right <laughs> my, my great teammates. keep going alex if you got any i want to see how far we can uh juice this anything else no i'm not going over 30 seconds yeah that's right he wanted to already party i know my finger was getting ready over there okay can we talk about the already party not yet oh my gosh first off do you remember this i had this thought yesterday completely forgot about this do you remember when you broke the andre kuzmenko signing I do, yeah. I, I just had that thought yesterday. It was funny. I was looking back at Kuzmenko's stuff, and he has a game yesterday, really good game. I forgot that you broke the story off of an Instagram post yeah. uh, of the signing. So well, I was looking technically, back, I'm like, he I, broke it. I brought I it like, to Twitter. Yeah, that was like that's got to be one of your uh, bigger uh, liked tweets. And I was thinking about this. I was wondering, what are the most liked tweets we've ever had? Can you remember can one you of look? yours? I don't think you can look. S- you, um, you might be able to sort through it. I, 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 I've had a couple go over 1,000. I've never had anything crazy past that. Yeah, I don't know. I, Yours I was know. over a thousand for the Kuzmenko one. Yeah, that sounds. So that's right. a real. That's a. See, the thing know, about Twitter is I don't like social media much. So when I tweet, I mute mute the conversation right away. Right. And, and I know that pisses some people off because they reply and don't get a reply. But I go through. I have set you know for like I'll set times that I'll I'll scroll through. I'll see oh nine replies and I'll go through all of them. I'll like them. Yeah. I'll respond to people. So I don't ignore everybody. I just don't want my phone with notifications. Knucklehead jumping in the chat. Great show by Alex, he says. Yep. God, our base god, uh, Alex over there, also remembered the Betway the other day, too. So Alex has had a good week. Yeah, it's been a good one. Yeah. Speaking of guys who've had good weeks, let's keep it going. Uh, Let's keep it going. going. Fire it up, Chris. It's time for the Artie Party. It's been time for the Artie Party. The Artie Party doesn't stop, Chris. I think that's what fans are realizing right now. Is this kid, Archer Seeloves? He's the real deal. I'm going to stop doing my announcer voice. Let's talk for real. Uh, Last night, impressive Vancouver Canucks win. Sad Vancouver Canucks win. Uh, If you're on Team Tank and if you're not on Team Tank, what are you up to right now? (laughs) In all seriousness, though, Archer Seeloves, he's been looking good. I think last night uh, in that game, like I said, recording this on the Friday, of course, Last night in that game against the Blues, I thought he looked a little bit shaky in the first period. And look, you've you, admittedly, you've watched him a lot in Abbotsford from start to finish in games. I don't know if this is a regular thing with Seelovs, but you and I have kind of talked about how we see the similarities with Markstrom where sometimes he'll get beat by a soft one early or he'll get beat so- under the second arms. Second goal. Second goal. Second goal. Perfect example. Yeah. Um, but he really settled in. Like I thought he was I thought he was great in the third, thought he was awesome in overtime. I thought he was good in the second period, and I, I, I liked how he settled in and kind of um you know calmed the nerves, if you will. Second second NHL win. I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing. And again, really, really tough night again for the how could the Canucks do this to Arter Silov's mm. crowd uh from the Rangers game, which was hilarious and won't stop being funny. Yeah, I think Listen, Seelaws in overtime really showed what he's good at, right? I mean, he looked like a very athletic goaltender who was able to, like I said, not he's not a, a perfect goalie yet, but he is a very good athletic uh, save maker, right? He's an athletic save maker. He does that very well, um, and I think he showed that yesterday in overtime and, you know, makes 20 of 22 saves. That's a nice game for him to just allow two goals. I think that's another nice boost of confidence, a couple of back-to-back wins for the kid. Good stuff. I, I like it. I think it's still way too early. A lot of people asking, oh, is he going to back up next year? Is he going to back up next It's still uh, way too early, but you're learning more and more as the uh, as the days pass on here for this Canucks season. This is one of those things that I think you'd like to learn more about as the year goes on. So you, you're saying you'd like to see him split starts with Demko? Not split starts. I'd like to see him get um, five to six, five or six more games. To How start. do you think he's getting five or six more games? You put him in a game here and there. You talk, go see him in the morning. You say, Artie, you're starting tonight. You're right. We're not going to start this again. You're right. You're right. Yep. So um, do that. But next year, in all seriousness, AHL. I, I think he needs to get a nice run as the AHL starter mm. all of next year. Yeah. Don't think it'll hurt to call him up if you need to. Right. But I think what this organization really needs to invest in is a real like a real NHL backup, like a veteran backup. I, I don't I, think I you don't can know. go with Spencer Martin. I don't, I don't think, think so. you can do Spencer Martin next year. Mm-mm. Really? No, I don't think so. I don't think you need another one. Do you think... Listen, I know Spencer Barnes had a tough start. The Canucks really believe in this guy. He's going to need some work with Ian Clark. He's going to have to figure some things out. He's not going to be like he was last year. He's not going to be like he was this year. I think next year he's a different goalie. Maybe meet somewhere in the middle. He's already had the hot porridge. Mm-hmm. He's had the cold porridge. He's sat in the big chair. He's been in the small chair. He's, he's going to sit in the perfectly sized chair with the perfect uh, temperature oatmeal next season. He's just going to settle in. Just be a backup. Uh, a below average NHL backup. I think that's what he's going to be next year. 
Spencer Martin. Yeah. So below average NHL backup. Is that a bar too high? I don't think so. I get it. I just think this organization needs some sort of stability in the crease, and they don't have it. Like, they they haven't had it. And, you know, again, I I know the defense needs a lot of work, and I know this team has its problems, but, like, the goaltendings really let them down this year. And... Again, I'm not trying to criticize anybody, but I feel like it's one of the most under-talked-about things. And again, I think that's because this defense is so bad and we've known it so bad for so long. But when Thatcher Demko is masking all of your mistakes, it's easy to kind of start to drink the Kool-Aid a little bit. We saw this management regime do it after even pointing out. That's the craziest thing is they pointed out at the end of last year that, yeah, like our goalie's really good and our goalie won us games that we shouldn't have won. They pointed that out, and then, you know, it doesn't seem like they took that to heart or they thought it would just happen again because this season, what you've seen, uh, tells you that this team needs a lot of work, which we knew, which we knew. Um, I just think this team, if they want to get anywhere near competing next year, which I think they do, like, Drance wrote that three-year timeline to Rutherford. He said, well, it'll be faster than that. How fast? Like, when do you want to start winning games? I don't think it's next year. I think the Canucks need to Mirandize themselves in pre-agency once again. Just, you know, say nothing. Keep it quiet. That's it. Go into next season. Don't go out and sign too much. Use your cap space other ways to build for the future. Next year, don't worry about winning. Simple. Uh, Dominic jumped in the chat. Said, what about an experienced backup like Halak or Holtby? I think Dominic's trolling. We're not doing this. Okay. Pedersen. <laughs> Let's get to Pedersen, okay? Yeah, sure. T- title of the episode. What is it? What's the title here? Did I do this? Yeah. Title, yes, of the, title of the episode. Is it safe to say that Elias Pedersen is an NHL superstar? I don't think there's much of an argument. I don't think there is. No, this is a bad segment because I think we're both going to agree on this. Sure, but don't worry because I got all these graphics and videos put up. Let's see the goal from last night. Uh, Canucks tweeted this out on their Twitter account, so I think we can use it. I don't know. Uh, the goal last night from Elias Pettersson, ripping it up, comes back and just sees, I just think he sees enough open ice and he knows like, okay, I'm going to go out and win this game. How often, remember last, the biggest argument you and I ever had, what was it on this show? What's the biggest argument you and I have ever had? MVP over Pettersson. And what did I always say about MVPs? When you talk about the most valuable player on your team, it's a guy who can go out there and single-handedly win you games. Leas Pedersen yesterday single-handedly goes out Sorry. there and wins you a game. If you're going to bring up that argument, you were Team Markstrom. No, but that's I not was what Pedersen. I'm saying. Yeah, but because back then Markstrom was single-handedly winning more than Pedersen. Sure. Not anymore. Okay. Pedersen's the guy. He's out there single-handedly winning you games, You know, assisting on the JT Miller goal, uh, scoring this overtime goal. And this is the spot where it's like, okay, there's less than a minute left. Pedersen has the puck, has some space, and he's like in his head, I'm going to go win this game for the Vancouver Canucks. Goes down the ice. Rips a shot, beautiful wrist shot, scores a game to win the win it for the Vancouver Canucks. I know a team tank, they're not happy, but but uh, I, I also think, yes, Canucks fans who are on team tank don't want to see the Canucks pick up two points, but you can't tell me any Canucks fan didn't love seeing that. That's right. Right? Like you, you, have, to, you have to be, at least, you know, Pedersen's not going to play worse. He's not going to miss the net on that shot on purpose. Look, silver lining, Anaheim won last night. Anaheim Man, nice. beat the Capitals, okay? Good. It's a silver lining. Other silver lining, the Blues. It's going to be hard for the Canucks to catch the Blues in the standings, or if you will, for the Mm. Blues to catch the Canucks in the draft lottery. Because they also picked up a point last night. Sure, if you're Team Tank, obviously you're hoping for a regulation loss. But if you are a fan of this team, you also look at what happened last night and say, wow, I really like what I'm seeing from Elias Pettersson. The guy's a a point machine right now. It's okay to cheer for a player. Exactly. And he's not... He's not sacrificing anything on the other... Like, he's not cheating for any of these goals, which I think is what makes it so impressive. Like, that goal last night was world-class. Like, what he did against Bennington, that's that's the kind of stuff... And again, we, we bring it up sometimes. His rookie season. Like, that's what we saw in his rookie season where guys didn't know how to defend him. Now it becomes even more impressive because the league, the book's out on Pedersen. The league knows what he's about, and he's still finding the success. I think that's what makes him, you know, like we're just having this conversation now, the superstar. To play devil's advocate a little bit, Chris, because I was thinking about my ballot for the NHL awards, if, if I get another one. Um, last year's was good, I think. But if I get another one, I, I'm thinking about my heart trophy. 
And Pedersen picked up some heart trophy votes. I was not one of those people that voted uh, for him for the heart. Look, McDavid's my number one. Like, I, I don't think it's a question. I think if you try to make it a question, you're kidding yourself. Yeah, I agree um, with that. I, I probably have Pasternak in my top three. Definitely top five. Uh, but probably top three as well. Now, I want to ask you this, Chris. Because a reason, and I got a lot of heat uh, from the folks in Edmonton, when I was doing my heart ballot, I was in Edmonton at the time in the Oily Boys office. And of course you were. I, I put McDavid third on my ballot last year. Where, did you vote? No. Oh, okay. Well, where uh, would you have put McDavid? Because I put him third. Number one. You would have put him number one, eh? I think he's, yeah, I think he. I put him, I put him number three, or maybe I put him number two. He's, I, Matthews he's the most last valuable year. player to a Matthews team. last year, though, was something else. He scored a few goals, yeah, but I mean, a you know, few. Connor McDavid. I think, and even this year, I don't think you can make any argument against it. But He's got the 20 reason, more points than everyone. Exactly. No, no, no. And, and, and hang on a sec. The reason that I didn't put McDavid on the ballot was because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't known for his defense or anything like that. Um, you know, didn't kill penalties. You see Matthews in Toronto kind of doing it all. I like seeing a player that's able to do it all, which is now what we're seeing from Elias Pettersson. The only, only, only reason that I wouldn't have Elias Pettersson in my top three, despite him being top five in scoring in the league or whatever, it's going to be uh, by the time the season ends. And I know that's quite a prediction, but um, on a points per game basis, I think he's fourth right now or fifth, something like that. Here's a question for the chat. And a wait, wait, wait for let, you. let me let okay. me finish my point. Yeah. My point is, um, I I I have reservations because he's not playing against top competition. And he hasn't done that yet. He's done it in spurts, but then he has a bad game. Remember that minus five game? Not top lines, but watch. Look at the numbers of which top pairings going up against two. Yes, they're you're right. playing Pedersen. That is a tough matchup. Yep. So yes, he's not getting the other team's top line every yep. single night. Go look at who he's he's matched up against against defense pairings. He's getting the top pairing every game. Yes, but also the guys ahead of him. Like I'm looking at Pasternak. I'm looking at McDavid. Those guys are going toe to toe with the league's best. Like that's just how it is. True enough. But sure. again, I'm not. I'm not trying to slag on Pedersen. I'm playing devil's advocate yeah. a little bit and no, saying and, uh, the only Patrick reservation Scott. I'd have to the superstar argument is he's not playing against the, the league's best each and every night. I think he is. Uh, Patrick says Pedersen is not a superstar yet. Keyword yet. Here's, exactly. Here's a I question. Think that's, I, I, this yeah. is the question I wanted to get to. Sorry, and I'll get your opinion. People in the chat, let me know as well. How many superstars are there in the NHL? Not. I'm not like saying to name them off. Just like uh, give me a number of how many. What's going on over there? Nothing. I, I uh, trying to wash dripped. down the chicken. I dripped a little water. Okay. I've had a couple of snot bubbles. I hope nobody's okay, caught okay. those in the, the past few okay. weeks here. Continue. How many superstars in the NHL? That's your question. I don't right? want the zoom in cam on me either. I think I'm starting to sweat in here. You, you could have prepped me for this because I could have prepped no, I, I did. my. Here's what I was saying. Just like in general, how many superstars are there at a time in the NHL? Like, I, I'm just wanting a number like five to 10, 15, yeah. 20. Because I'm no, in the camp I think of you're like. Too high. Yeah, I think there's like 10 ish. Yeah, and I'm not even going to name names. I'm just thinking like, how many superstars are there in the game? I would say seven ish superstars. I think there's you know a, a lot more stars, but I'd say there's like seven superstars in the NHL, give or take. And players are coming in and coming out of it. Pedersen's been a superstar since Rick Tockett took over. What defines for sure. a superstar? I, I'll tell you what I think. I think points is yeah. Go ahead. Fans of visiting teams right are coming to watch you play. People, there's a reason people come out to watch the Penguins play. There's okay. a reason people, especially now, come out to watch Alex Ovechkin play when the Capitals are in town. I'll say this then. I go, you know, I'm in the press box for all the games. The, the games I'm excited to watch other teams play. Like, I, I like a lot of other teams to watch them play and see what they do so well. The only player I'm I'm going and I'm very excited to keep my eyes on is Connor McDavid. Like, he is the only one, I think, in the NHL that is like, well, hey, I have a great opportunity to see Connor McDavid tonight. Like I think there's like people would like to see Sidney Crosby before he retires. I understand that. Kale McCarr, what he does in the back end is great. Roman Yossi, even for a long time, you watch him play defense. Like he's, it's pretty exciting to watch him play. Maybe not as much anymore, but you know, Leon Drysdale is he a superstar? I'd say so. Like, no, I don't be, think so. Really? If McDavid's injured, do you think anybody's clamor? Like McDavid has a season-ending uh, yeah. injury. Do you think anybody's clamoring? Saying, I gotta go see Leon Drysdale. I think so. He's a. I think he he's puts a up star. A lot of points, man. I think he and you know, I know a lot of it comes from McDavid. I get what you're saying, and maybe I should just pass this to you because you watch every Oilers game three times. I know you and your Oilers Nation fans, but everyone in the chat saying Dominic says five to seven, Corey says ten ish, Knucklehead says between five and fifteen. So like some some interesting. Now I feel like we're around the same area, like seven to ten. 
right? Like that feels like the area. Let's look at Pedersen's last 10 games. Over the past 10 games that Pedersen has played, nine goals, 10 assists over his last 10 games. And this is what he's done since the coaching change. Okay, since the coaching change happened, no player in the NHL has more points than Elias Pettersson since Rick Tockett took over on January 24th. So yes, you could make the argument. It's like, oh, but that's only, you know, a 12-game sample size. He's also the, the leading scorer at 5-on-5 five five for forwards. I don't think there's much of an argument. He is one of these superstars in the NHL. He is what you would probably call like a, a budding superstar, like he's been coming up into that role, but he's absolutely earned that respect this season. If you're looking at this season, who the superstars are, Elias Pettersson, like look at the last 10 games here. You're looking at a three-point night, a five-point night, a two-point night, another three-point night, another two-point night, two goals, multiple goals three times in the last 10 games. He's he's absolutely a superstar. People are coming out to watch a guy put up five points in a game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're not going to see that from, from just every average NHL or consistently. How many times have you done that this season? I almost feel like to be a superstar, the book needs to be out on you league-wide. Like people around the league and fans that's need what, to just know who you are. And, and someone brought up a good point in the chat. I want to find it here. Ryan Simpson said... Hardest shot contest cemented EP40 as a superstar. Everybody got to see him. Yeah, that's a good example because think about it. I think there's a very different conversation we had about guys that should be in the conversation for the heart trophy, like you said, MVP, and this is voted on by y'all. I guess me too. I didn't get to vote last year. But, you know, voted on by the writers or the difference between being in the heart heart trophy conversation. How many words did I? I think I put three words together there. The, the difference between that and being a superstar, I think there is something. I, I, I don't think that every superstar will be in the conversation for the heart. I think it's tough for Pedersen to be in the conversation for the heart because the Canucks aren't winning. So if you're not in the conversation for the heart, doesn't mean that you're not a superstar. I think that's where Pedersen's at right now. You put Pedersen on a playoff team, he is 1,000% in the conversation for the heart. Right? Like, imagine if he was the one on Boston leading the way. I don't even want to imagine this. But if he was on a playoff team leading the way as that team goes to the playoffs, you are 100% yep. putting him in the conversation. You can't do it with the Canucks. Nathan brought up a good point in the YouTube live chat here. He said, a superstar player is one that elevates everyone's game around him, also attracts fans, like Quad says, increases franchise value, the pure will to win mixed with dominant stats. And hey, I think he's really close to being that. Like, we, we, we got a small glimpse this season of what this team looks like without Elias Pettersson. It ain't pretty. Like, you notice it all oh, over the game. ice when Elias Patterson's out of this team's lineup. So, again, I think if we're going off what I just said about a superstar, about how fans of visiting teams, not just fans here, because obviously fans here know about him, are coming out to see him, right? To see him play. I think 
a full season of what Elias Patterson is doing right now and what he has done this season, I would consider this a full season if he keeps it up uh, down the stretch run here. Mm. Starting next year, Elias Patterson is a superstar. Like fans around the league, here's my question: are going to come out to your, watch this your guy thing play. there? How many legitimately? Because I I think there's only one that you're like, hey, I need to pay hundred plus dollars to be in the building to watch this guy play the game of hockey. I don't think there's more than Connor McDavid. That's just my feeling about the league. Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid. Those are three off the top of my head. I would also put Nate McKinnon in that conversation. I, I can. I have time for McKinnon. I have time for Kale McCarr. But here's the other thing. Okay, with what? Well, it sounds like you're about to say I don't have time for Sidney Crosby or the guy who's here's chasing Gretzky's goal record. Okay, here's the difference. Yes, he's chasing Gretzky's goal record. That's an incredible thing to be in the building for and see that. But that is a story. That is not the play that he's doing directly on the like. Is is he's scoring goals? Sure, but is Alexander Ovechkin like the best player? One of the best seven players in the NHL right now? I don't think so. No, but that's my point. Is that doesn't make you look? Austin Matthews so was the best player in the league last year. I don't think he's a superstar. Oh. Last year, you would say he wasn't. A now superstar. you want to add a superstar to the conversation? I think McDa- I think, I think uh, Matthews have, could be in the conversation. I think we have different descriptions. I and think definitions everybody does. Yeah, I think of what a superstar does. is because I don't think you can be a superstar one year and then the next year oh, because okay. you go I, down in scoring, you're not a superstar. I like, think I think it depends. That's why I said that's why when I started this whole conversation, I said like, how many superstars are in the NHL? Does it does it add every year? Until no, they retire? There, there are stars every right. year in the league, but if you're a consistent, consistent star, you're a superstar, I think. Mm. And that's why I think Pedersen, after this year, can get there. If he keeps so it up. So as soon as he becomes a superstar, he's never not a superstar. I think he was a star in his yeah. rookie season. I think other than that one year where he just kind of started slowly, I think he's been a star. Like, he has been. And now he's doing it over a full season. Now he's doing it with an increased role. He's still young, right? That's three seasons. Mine kind of rotates. Like I, I look at superstars almost not in the same way, but in a similar way to like all stars. Each cheese, each season has some superstars, and yes, you can carry over like your your superstar talent from last year. It's not like McDavid's going to disappear off the superstar list, but like to me, like what Tage Thompson has done this season, he's been one of the superstars of the NHL this year. I don't think anybody can make an argument against that. David Pasternak putting up what he's doing in Boston. He's been an absolute superstar in the NHL this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it can change. This conversation's going downhill in a hurry because it took us 20 minutes to realize that we're uh, on different definitions here. Well, that's, I think, we I think everybody is. I think it's make, a fine yeah. conversation. I think he's. I think Pedersen's a superstar. Yep. Here's the thing that I'm that I'm wondering about him, and I need to ask him this next time I see him. In the right way, I think this needs to be one-on-one. I'm curious if Elias Pedersen is feeling in a similar way to how he was in the SHL, having that type of confidence with the puck, with the play, with, you know, that's a very different situation because this team was actually winning in the SHL. Uh, But I wonder if he has that same type of confidence, but now at an older age, being a little bit more mature and kind of understanding what confidence can do for somebody, I'm curious to see how he's feeling and if he's in a similar mindset to like he was in the SHL as a teenager. Just knowing that he, because that play yesterday, that overtime goal that he scores to win it, you need some confidence to know, hey, I'm going to beat this player who's chasing me, a little bit tired at the end of his shift, uh, Robert Thomas it was, and then to get around a defenseman and beat the goaltender with the shot from pretty decently far out, you don't do that without confidence. Like, you know, as much as I like Vasily Podkolzin and hope for him in the future, he doesn't have enough confidence to pull that move, right? Does he? Like, no. Does anybody else? No. When JT Miller's playing good hockey, maybe. But Patterson did it yesterday, and I think we've seen that enough in overtime this season to be like, damn, the confidence with this kid in himself is very high right now. Dominic brought up a good thing. Zegris lost his superstar potential a few weeks ago. Yep. Zegris was fun. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Kind of strikes me as not the best dude. No, I never (laughs) thought he was a superstar anyways. He did some cool stuff. He did do cool stuff. He's cool. He's cool. Well, I don't think he's cool. I think he does cool stuff on the ice. No, that's true. Yeah, he does cool stuff on the ice. So yeah. Corey says those are basically McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon, and McCarr. I mean, that's the thing, but it's like, you know, it's it's hard because, like, are people, like you said, paying for a ticket to go watch Austin Matthews play? I don't know. I don't think so. People would like to see the Avalanche play because they have McKinnon and McCarr. I think those two combined give you enough to be like, hey, sure. this is a team worth watching. Yeah, like watching. it boosts your franchise value. You know, I don't think it's it's a little difficult with Boston, but a team playing that well, you want to see what they're doing. You want to see them play. But the only player I would pay out of pocket to simply watch that player, it's McDavid. That's it. 
Maybe Patterson gets there eventually. I don't know. And no Crosby or Ovechkin, eh? No, I, I think it's different, though. It's different. It's because of the, the legacy of them as like a superstar over their career, right? And that's the way that I, I think that's what we're looking but, at differently. I know, but... He's the, a legacy superstar. Both of them are. But, you know, I, I think they're both playing really good hockey this year, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I don't put them in that top seven of, like, these guys are the best players in the league. Crosby, you could start to make it... Like, he's had a really good bounce back. Yeah, there. yeah. I just... I think the superstar list can change throughout the seasons. And I like. I think the star list can because I I think that's the other thing. Superstar and Hall of Famer, two very different things. Sure. If sure. you're if you're a superstar, you're probably a Hall of Famer. If you were a superstar for a handful of years in the NHL, you're probably a Hall of Famer. Not every Hall of Famer was a superstar. Nathan jumped to the chats. It sounds like Faber's just saying he doesn't love hockey anymore. Listen, man, I've seen a lot <laughs> of hockey this year. Okay. Uh, I do love hockey. Let's move on because this is supposed to be about Archer Seelovs. Uh, so let's no, move on. I, I know. I, I had to sneak it in here at some point. Clutchmenko. Yeah, you want to talk about Kuzmenko? Last five games, what has Kuzmenko looked like, quads? Good. He's played well. Nope. They got an update in uh, Call of Duty, the anti-tank uh, thing. Did you see this? No. What are you talking the about? The anti-tank uh, loadout changed. It's just Kuzmenko now. It's just a picture of Kuzmenko in there because he has been setting up the Canucks for points. Back-to-back games with a game-tying goal in the final minute of play. Let's look at this last five games here. Kuzmenko's last five games. I think we got it. What a lame setup for your joke. Stop it. Five (laughs) goals from Kuzmenko over the last five games. I just started looking for a graphic in the work tape that I thought I missed. Don't worry. I I got this one saved. I didn't know if I should put it in there or not. Um, Kuzmenko's last five games, he's got four goals. Or sorry, he's got four games, uh, four game goal streak right now for Andre Kuzmenko. He's been scoring some big goals to get the Canucks to overtime, get them some points. Plus twenty minutes over his last two games. What do you think about him uh, and the way he's rolling right now? Lots of shots on net. Good looking player over the last little bit here, putting up a lot of points. You like him? Yeah, I think he's a good player. Um, Is he too good though? <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come rain on the parade. But look, like we were, we were calling for them to flip Kuzmenko at the deadline 100%. and to trade him for a first-round pick. And while it's fun to watch Kuzmenko play the way he has lately, right? And he's, you know what? I'll, I'll even entertain the idea that he's probably someone you do want around when this eventually does turn around. Sure. Right? Like, look, this management group has gone out. They've gotten their guys. And all of the guys they've gotten, except for Riley Stillman, who, of course, was a cap dump, yep. all of the guys that they've gotten have been pretty solid. Anthony Beauvillier, you can even throw in that conversation. A lot of people looked at that as a cap dump, Mm -hmm. right? As someone that just made the money work. And while, of course, he did make the money work in the Bo Horvat trade, Patrick Alvin came out and said, I really liked him because I saw him in the playoffs against us, and he was really good. First round pick, he said. And he worked out well. Like, he's worked out well so far. But that being said, Chris. Because he's playing with a superstar. That being said, on the other side of that conversation, we've had this conversation before, and we were having it off air right before when we were talking about David Reinbacher, who you wrote about. It's up at CanucksArmy.com right now. We'll get to him in a minute. We were talking about this, Chris. And what we said was, imagine this team with three first-round picks right now. Oh. And no Kuzmenko, because you get the first-round pick if you trade Kuzmenko. So you're losing more games, meaning that your pick, the Canucks pick, is probably in the top five Yep. instead of the six to ten range. And remember, there's a big drop-off after five in talent in this draft. Everybody talks about this deep draft. Big drop-off in talent after yep. five. That's what everybody's telling us, okay? You have three first-round picks. One in the mid-round because you got the Islanders pick, another in the late round, and one probably in the top five because you're not good enough to win. Um, you know, squeak out these victories um, with Kuzmenko. But I also don't want to overblow this conversation and get into it too much because the Blues were so bad last night. Like, everybody's like, oh, what a character win for the Canucks. This is a huge win for the Canucks. Look at that. Look at P- look at how good Pedersen was. Look how good Kuzmenko was. Mm. Meanwhile, Craig Berube's out there. Talking about Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyron saying, these guys are my best, pl- my highest paid players and they suck. They don't give, have any emotion, he said. He said they don't care about the team. He's mm-hmm. calling out his team in unprecedented ways for a head coach. Like, it is hilarious what a loss to these Canucks will do to a team. It's the same thing as the, the uh, 2019-20 season when the Blues went on to win the Cup, right? Mm-hmm. Or was that 18-19, excuse yep, me. Yep. Uh, they lose to the Canucks, they have a fight in practice the next day, and then their season turns around, right? Like, losing to the Canucks 
It hurts. It hurts. It hurts these teams, especially the Blues, it would seem. But, again, I'm not trying to take anything away from the the win. Not trying to take anything away from Andre Kuzmenko, the player. Love the player. Love the person, even. Oh, like, Kuzmenko's good a good dude. dude. He's a good dude to be around. Great dude. Um, and Elias Patterson as well. Great performance. I think that's the difference. Uh, you talked about Barube and the way he talked about his team there yesterday. Yeah. I think that's the difference between a team that really, listen, they came into the season, the Blues likely hoping they could be a playoff team, right? So do the Canucks, but I think cha- things have changed and new coaches come in here. The way that, yes, talk, it can be like harsh. You know, he called the team soft, like very early on in his career. He was speechless in his, what, second game after playing against the the Seattle Kraken? Speechless in that. But I think you can hear the the way his message is delivered, and obviously different people are going to deliver a message differently. But I think the thing that I've liked about talking is the way that he's talking about it been a process. It's going to be a long-term thing. You didn't hear that with Berube yesterday. He was pissed that his, you know, the spot that they're at, it's hard for a coach who probably thought they were going to be in playoff contention to be actually but, talking about just how bad they were. When the Canucks, they can be bad because, you know, talking can just be like, oh, this is a process, right? Like, it's these things we're working on. He has an excuse. And that's a that difference with Berube. process could be, you could, you could set up Talkit and the team and the franchise as a mm-hmm. whole. You could set them up better. For that process to be quicker. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, we were just talking about this. Three first-round picks in this draft. I know. That's how you retool. Yeah. And again, I'm not I'm not faulting the player and even the management regime. Like, I know they were in a tough spot with that. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't as easy as, yeah, just trade them. Like, it wasn't that easy. Tough, and I, I don't want to oversimplify it. It's just, you know, on the other side of the argument of, oh, it's so fun to watch Kuzmenko play. You also think about, wow, if they had three first-round picks right now, that's something else. And they're not winning as many games. That's a better chance at Bedard, who's really going to change your franchise. It's oh, yeah. a better shot. Bedard aside, anyone in that top five is really going to alter your franchise. There's yeah. a superstar in there. At least one. Maybe two. Maybe three. Maybe three. Okay, odds and ends. I'm done. Mitchkov, watch when he comes in here. If he slides out, keep an eye on Mitchkov. Uh, this is a perfect thing to put in the odds and ends. Kasperi Kapanen went on waivers today at 11 o'clock our time. $3.2 million cap it this year and next year. We'll see Kapanen's numbers up to this year. Seven goals, 13 assists, uh, 43 games played. I made this, made this, found this last night. It's, a, it's out of date. 43 games. Didn't do anything yesterday. Jim Rutherford, what is he, he What is he like? Kasperi Kapanen. You think there's something ha- potentially happening here? That old uh, that old regime there that's now here in Vancouver. They've got the space to do it. They got the space. They like this guy in the past. They definitely don't have enough wingers. That's the problem. It's like, hey, here's another winger making over $3 million on your cap. Uh, that's why it wouldn't surprise me to have him. But, so, but listen, 26 years old, is it worth taking a go at him, do you think? Like, just put the relationship thing aside. Somebody likely is going to pick up Kapanen, I think. Right? Like, I haven't watched the guy play this year. Obviously, his numbers have dropped off, and he's not really playing the best hockey. But it's not like he's, you know, 43 games into the season with two goals. You know, he's doing something. At $3 million, probably overpaid. This is probably the type of player you want to get at 900 k or whatever, like, you know, league men. But... I don't know, man. I think with the with the the past year with this uh, management group, it would not shock me at all to see the Canucks. They're in sixth place right now on the waiver claim list. Wouldn't be surprised to see him. I've seen a lot of people in the replies to the tweet hoping that their team picks up this guy. Like I know I've seen Ducks fans. I didn't even know there was any of them. Uh, they were out on Twitter today talking about the Ducks want Kapanen. That makes sense for the Ducks. Yeah, they need it. That's why I think he might not even get to the Canucks at six. So we'll, we'll see. see. We'll have to see what happens. It'd just be interesting. Three point two million dollar cap. The Canucks have money. I don't know. We'll if see. I'm the Ducks, I'm claiming him. But I also wonder if the Ducks are so committed to the tank Fair enough. that they don't take him. And this would be against the tank, too, right? This is, uh, you know, you could use that $3 million to go hit the game. When's that going to happen, by the way? When are the Canucks going to start getting their money tossed? Start tossing that money around a little bit. Some trades get in there. Yeah. Third man in. We saw it. We, we've seen a lot. And uh, Saravalli was reporting it that the Habs and Canucks have both informed GMs. Uh, around the league that yeah. they're willing to everybody's willing to do it man be that the Blackhawks are going to do it the Coyotes are going to do it there's going to be a lot of teams taking on that money they can't take on a 3.2 million dollar cap hit man I don't it's know just, they can't the I don't think it's a good idea either but I'm just saying I would not be surprised to see it happen and maybe Kay. you know they like this guy they like his speed they like all that stuff about Kaepernick odds and ends let's go David Reinbacker Let's get this video up, Alex. It's like two minutes long. You can just play this thing, just run this thing a little bit. Uh, the article, it's up on Canucks Army right now, right? Is it up there? Yes, it is. About time. I wrote that three weeks ago. Uh, Ryan Backer's up now. 
watching this kid play, listen, right shot defenseman, six foot two. I think he's going to be a top 10 pick. I think it's a, a good move for the Canucks to, if they miss out on that top five, if Mitch Kov isn't there when they slide, because I, I don't think the Canucks are going to pick in the top five, man. I, I don't think they are. I think they're going to slide down a little bit with some wins here down the stretch, and I think they're going to be in the seven to seven to 11 tier. Believe in something. I want to, but I've covered this team for a while, yeah, so it's hard. Yep, that's uh, right. I think they're going to select in the seven to 11 spot, and if they are, hey, you look for a guy who can play with Quinn Hughes down the road, David Reinbacker feels like the guy, okay? Six foot two, big body, has a good, strong shot, puck moving ability, skates pretty well for a guy, but also skates with like uh, a stride that you see a lot of potential in to improve. There's a couple things in his game that you just look at and you're like, wow, there's a lot of raw talent. And he's playing in this league over here uh, in the Swiss League. Man, Quads, this Swiss League, they forecheck like a mother effer. Okay, they bring it in the forecheck. You got to be quick and move that puck out of there fast, and you have to do it a lot of the times with these long stretch passes through the neutral zone. He does a really good job of that. I've also really liked just like the shot mechanics that he has. See right now on YouTube, him firing the wrist shot from the point. A lot of power behind it. Has some really good plays. I just I think he's a very confident right shot defenseman. I I've also been watching uh, Axel Sandin Pelica for the last five days or so. And uh like a lot of games. I started actually just watching with his most recent games and working my way back. He has not been good since uh, the World Juniors. That's for sure. He's playing like under, you know, six minutes a game right now in the SHL. He was playing a lot before the World Juniors. So I'm not exactly sure what happened. I'm going to have to dive into the story a little bit more. Talk to my Swedish people. But uh, I tell you, like, he has not looked good since World Juniors. I was looking at him before, looking okay. But I just think, I don't know. I, I need to flush this out. But when I was watching him, uh, watching Axel Sandin Pelica, that is, I kept thinking, this is Victor Soderstrom. I, I'm watching Victor Soderstrom tape again. What's Victor Soderstrom you doing? Love Victor Soderstrom. I did love Victor Soderstrom, but I've learned as well because what's Victor Soderstrom doing? I see him play. Uh, it was a Tucson Roadrunners in the HL. He's not working out like I thought. I used to love Victor Soderstrom, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering with the uh, with Axel Sandin Pelica. Like, I, it took me a long time to just get some like actual highlight clips that I could include into the article. With Rhinebacker, it felt like it was very easy. Like, uh, you know, it was very easy to put together multiple highlight reels of him doing different things. I'm thinking, okay, that's great. And I get it that uh, Sandin Pellick is in a better league. He's in the SHL. That's a better league than the Swiss League. But the Swiss League, like, the way they played kind of got me excited about watching defensemen like this because it was an aggressive league. He had to be smart. He had to be quick. He had to do a lot of these things that you need defensemen to do. I think Reinbacker was really good at all that stuff. And I tell you, he's a big body, lots of room to improve as well. Good, high potential. And this kid wouldn't shock me to see him be the highest rising player from this point on. You look at all these uh, consolidated uh, rankings and all this stuff or wherever they're at on all these major scouting sites. Reinbacker is going to be top 10. Watch. You watch and see. He's got really good tape when everyone starts diving into it. I got to see it because I uh, edited your article. You got it looks to see promising. it. I, I just thought about this today. Like I... I say, here's a couple of really ideal situations that I think are actually realistic for the Canucks. Okay. You take Reinbacker at eighth overall. You take Axel Sandin Pelka at 15th overall with the uh, Islanders pick. Dude, that's it. Just do it. Two right shot defensemen. Uh, you don't need the best player available. You don't need another winger at this point. I know that these guys may not be the highest rated player you have in your system, but the only time you can get right shot defensemen of this type of potential are in the draft. You cannot trade for these type of players. You cannot sign these type of players in free agency. You need to draft them. So yes, you want to take the best player available. And if, listen, if Mitch Kov is there at eight, you 100% take him. He is the best player available. Take him. But if not, I think Reinbacker is at least in the conversation to be the best player available in that spot. And he's at a, at a very premium position. Go for him there. And then 15th overall on, it's not best player available anymore. Everyone said best player available with your first round pick. It doesn't need to be after 15. After 15, you go with whatever works the best. You have a lot of players highly talented. You obviously don't reach a ridiculous amount. But you know who reached a ridiculous amount it felt like? The Red Wings, when they got Mo Sider. And look how that's playing out. That's playing out excellent for them. Look at how good that guy is on the back end. He's incredible. He was a guy who looked very similar to Ryan Backer, I thought. I watched I watched him play in the SHL with uh, with Niels Hugliner and Rugla. Looked so similar to what Ryan Backer's doing. If Ryan Backer can get that mean streak in him like Sider has, oh, man. And I just you see the way he plays. You see the way he, you project him. He looks like Quinn Hughes' partner down the road. All right. That way. Best thing best thing possible would be Canucks get Mitchkov at six. Reinbacker, say like thirteen to sixteen with the island. Oh buddy. 
Forget the arty party. It would be a... We'd have another party over here. Okay, Betway, let's go. we got to get out of here. Betway. Um, pull it up. Betway, Betway, Betway. Uh, I don't even know which two teams I did here. I did this video. I was, I was barely awake this morning. I'm sweating now. All right, Colorado Avalanche and Winnipeg Jets tonight. Over 1.5 total power play goals, plus 140 over on Betway. A $10 bet. Return you 24. Let's get a couple power play goals and roll that one. Take it to the bank. Uh, second bet, over 6.5 total goals. And Josh Morrissey. You like this guy, don't you, Quads? Morrissey. Josh Morrissey to have uh, two or more points in tonight's game, as well as the over 6.5 total goals. $10 bet is going to return you 45 And finally, get it up, YouTube subscribers. These de- these freaking Toronto Network, Toronto Sports Network folks over here, they're they're creeping back up on us again. Uh, but we, we do have a slight lead. Head over to the Canucks Army YouTube account. Subscribe over there. Uh, 19 plus to play at Betway. If you choose to play, please play responsibly. And subscribe to the Canucks Army YouTube you gotta channel. you got to be 19 months or older to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please <laughs> uh, get your kids on yep. there. Text your aunts. Check it out. Tell your uncles. Check it out on YouTube, folks. Yeah, your cousins, everything. All right. Signing off for now. we got to get going. I, gotta I get really got to get going. subscribers, yep. <laughs> Weekend. Uh, I'm going to start my weekend here. Uh, for my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Lard, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversations. Get you get the YouTube to 1,000. I got to be able to eat this month. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.